0: There. Welcome to Honey, I'm Homemaking. We are your hosts, April Allen and Alexa Colby, and we are so excited you're here. We are just two best friends from college who have the goal of inspiring you to love the job of homemaking in any stage of life you're in. So put on some mascara, grab your muck boots, and pour yourself something lovely while we cultivate homemaking together. Hey, April, how you doing? Good. How are you? Good. Put on makeup. <laughs>
1: Can you hear me? Yeah, I can. got makeup. Oh, no, I can't hear you. Oh, you like, can? Putting it oh, on okay. your eye. That's very intense. You know, girls got to
0: do what a girl's got to do.
1: Hey, we only have so much time in the day. Feels like less, but I know everyone gets 24. Exactly.
0: Oh, yes. Mine's way less. <laughs> Just kidding. So, what are we talking about today?
1: We are talking about what homemaking means to us. And what our definition is of it. I actually
0: Googled it. Sounds good. You did? Yeah. I was going to, but I'm glad you did. I'm glad one of us is on the ball. This is usually how college went as well.
1: (laughs) Honestly. And then you'd be like, April, we have an exam today. Teach me how to do this. (laughs) I've been Uh, working at UPS for the past
0: 72 hours. (sighs) I was not meant for the corporate world. Can we just be honest here? I was not. You know, I had good intentions. You did. But. You tried twice. At least I finished. You have two degrees. I, what? I do. I have two degrees. I'm I'm very driven. Stubborn. And then stubborn, driven. And then we look back on the mistakes of all the money I've spent. So. But you're all good. And here I am, a stay-at-home mom trying to be an entrepreneur yeah <laughs> oh sorry sorry i interrupted you you're
1: good um so the definition that i found it was really the first one that popped up and i actually really liked it was the creation and management of a home especially as a pleasant place in which to live oh i know right say say that again say that again All right. the creation and management of a home especially as a pleasant place in which to live.
0: All right. You want to talk about that? Your thoughts on that first?
1: I think I really liked it because it wasn't just creation and management of a home. Like, it wasn't just how it looks and how it functions. It was especially focused on making it a pleasant place in which to live, and that is very individualized. It's not just yes. like general of uh, make sure that the laundry's done. Make sure that the there's a hot meal on the table. It's what is that hot meal? Do you have sensitive skin? So you need to make sure that the laundry doesn't irritate people's skin. Like it. I really liked it because it was very individual. At least that's what I took from it.
0: think it is very individual. I find that. I do I do think homemaking is pretty individualized. Um, I talk about this a lot more on my Instagram lately, but it just feels like everyone's got this certain look on what homemaking looks like, and that's not at all the case. Um, homemaking is the makers of the home, and it's whatever you make your home in a way, and so it is very individualized. I like that definition of... Like when it said the creation, because you don't hear that term often with things. Mm-hmm. And creativity is so, it just seems so non existent these days. Um, I know there's a lot of creatives out there, but it's almost not encouraged to be creative. Just be business like or it's straightforward and to the point or somebody else can do it. You know, we don't tap into our creativity and homemaking is a way, is a creative. Outlook on life in your own sense, you know, Mm -hmm. so I do like that definition. Does it say when that definition was written? No, because that like surprisingly, it just shocked me. I know, right? Honestly.
1: No, I don't know when that was written. I'll have to go back and see if I can find it. You know how when you Google something, you can never find it again.
0: Yeah. But...
1: I like that it was the first one that popped up. And I hope other people see that definition.
0: What does homemaking mean to you, April? What is your definition by your standards?
1: Well, I definitely wanted to like Google it to almost kind of give me words to it. Because it's, it's such a simple, at least it's viewed as a simple thing. But it's not at all. Something that kind of came up in my notes was making your family and your home life a priority Yep. and making the environment that your family and yourself as much as homemaking is seen and really much of it is is doing things for those that you love and for your home and all that but you're also part of that you can't really ignore yourself in that too of how good you feel when the laundry's actually folded <laughs> because your life is simpler.
0: Yeah. And that's um that's really something to think about as well because we think about at least for me I think about homemaking as taking care of my family. But we definitely don't include ourselves in that category, at least I don't. Um taking care of everything else. So yeah, that's a good way to look at it. But I do think that... I do have comments on this, but I want you to finish. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I loved it. Um, I do think that the main kind of portion for it for me is you're spending the time. And time is so valuable to me. Time is more valuable than money or things or items if I am spending my time on something, then it's something very important to me. And I want my family and my home to be the thing that I spend the most time on. Like, I don't have kids like you, but I have my boyfriend and I have my animals and I have, like, just this piece of land that is beautiful and I want to be a good steward of it and I want to spend time on it devoting to it yeah so for me I guess it's just making making your family and making sure that the environment around you is a priority
0: yeah yeah this is like a tough subject to talk about in a way because like you said it is so simple but then it's so Is the word broad? There are just so many different variations out there of homemaking, you know, especially it depends on where you live, how you live, you know, what country you live Mm -hmm. in. There's like so many different avenues you can go on, you know, Um, the type of environment you live in, you know, there's people who live way differently than us, you know. You were living, obviously, apartment, house, it's kind of like the same concept. In the sense, it all is the same of we're all taking care of the place that we live and the place that we reside Mm in. And, you know, we weren't meant to. Some people do. Some people travel all the time and they don't have a place that they can call home. But most of us do have a place where we call home, whether that looks like a home where it looks completely different. Um, but to everyone, it's it's not the house that makes the home. It's the people in it that mm-hmm. make the home. And, um, yeah. One thing that came up That's what I got for that. very frequently in
1: kind of my research about it was the argument of – because in the history – homemaking was the woman's job. And it was respected, I want to say a lot more, because of um, there was less conveniences back then. There wasn't a microwave, there wasn't a stove, you had to actually like, burn wood in order to cook everything. And it, it was much more labor intensive, just to maintain a home. And I think people really respected that As like a job, you know? And then as conveniences came, it was easier to quote-unquote check off the boxes of getting things done using a laundry machine versus hand washing. Obviously, it's going to be less time. So the women have more time, so they should be doing other things like working and stuff like that. So I think that the job of homemaking was kind of pushed to the side because of these conveniences. But I'm not convinced that these conveniences actually, to a point, gives you a benefit. It's almost like, do you remember when we talked about, oh golly, was it the Mennonite community? I'm going to butcher this, but there's, there's a community that doesn't, Use a lot of technology. They do use some, and what they choose to bring into—that's
0: probably that's the what—that's probably what? Mennonite Because I know Amish are strictly like no yeah. electricity. um
1: we, I was reading find. an article where it was like the like community of elders come together and choose what technology to include into the community, and. If the technology is going to benefit them, but also doesn't see that it's going to harm the community by excess use. So like, it makes me think of just using technology responsibly, but not having it do absolutely everything where it
0: changes their way of life. Right. And I think also, not to say whoever uses like these appliances like you're doing a bad thing and and it's just and like i use a dish i use not a dishwasher i i can't stand dishwashers um can somebody explain to me <laughs> they supposed to wash dishes why do i have to pre-wash the dish to put it in the dishwasher but if you just if <laughs> you just spend more money <laughs> and the
1: special cleaners and our newer dishwasher then you don't have to pre rinse. A yeah. newer
0: dishwasher? My parents got a new dishwasher, and it broke three times in the first. I'm 30. just
1: being difficult, <laughs> where every commercial tells I us know. just to buy something, and are oh, you strict?
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm just asking. Does anybody actually use? I a think dishwasher? a lot of people use dishwashers, and they're fine, like pre rinsing. I know, but
1: like, I would. I don't have a dishwasher.
0: People got more patience than me. At that point in time, I'm just... I'm taking the sponge and I'm scrubbing it. I'm not judging anybody who uses a dishwasher. You do as you would need to, boo. But I just don't understand. If they're supposed to wash the dishes... Andrew's obsessed with the dishwasher. He's like, just use the dishwasher. And I'm like, no. Because I already have to wash the dish to put it in the dishwasher. (laughs) It's not actually saving (laughs) me time. Anyways. um, But, you know when you know like we use like washers and dryers and stuff like I'm not getting rid of those that's for sure um I value that time so using these appliances can help you find some time but what are we using that time Mm -hmm. for you know and if we're using the time to um watch tv which is fine But I think we're missing out on that creative side of us that can really get into things, you know, like for me, I love to cook. It's like, it's my favorite thing. And I really want to start getting, become a better baker because I'm good at Mm -hmm. it. But, you know, throw some cookies on a tray and we're good, right? How bad can that be? (laughs) But when making cakes and thank you, making cakes and cheesecakes and stuff like I really want to put intention into that so I could spend my time watching, um, Heartland or (laughs) Little House on the Prairie, or I can do those things myself in my home and take the time to Mm -hmm. learn, you know? And, um, along with, you know, using all these extra appliances and stuff, I think sometimes we can miss out on a good opportunity to just have that time. We always complain that as a society, I think, that we don't have time. It takes a long time to, like, let's say you're making homemade lemonade. It takes a while to squeeze all those lemons. And in that time that we're squeezing those lemons, that can be intentional time to plan out this week's meals or to think about okay um think about the grocery list make a mental list you know s- juice a lemon write down your grocery list or it could be getting the kids uh like thinking of a different schedule for them just taking time that it using our time wisely i don't know if that makes sense to you but that's the kind of stuff that i do you know, or when you're folding bread, like you can't just like, you could just whip, whip, whip every side and call it a day. But if you're bringing intention into making that bread and folding it over, you could be saying a prayer. You could be meditating, listening to a podcast or something, listening to (laughs) honey, I'm homemaking. (laughs) Yes. Meditating. I love meditating. I, I'm not good at it yet, but I do love it. (laughs) One,
1: um, convenience that really popped into my head was food um because yeah we can go to a fast food restaurant or even go pick up a frozen dinner and stick it in the oven and yes that's way more convenient but from our education in nutrition and dietetics and and all of that we saw the research on what that's doing to our bodies. The added sodium, the added sugars, the lack of nutrients, but excess of calories. And the food that actually
0: And even the added sodium. I was just saying with the added sodium, like not good yes. sodium.
1: It's it's way too much.
0: Not yeah. good sodium. So sorry. um
1: yeah. But all of those Like, making an actual, very healthy meal, traditional meal, takes time. And yes, we have the conveniences, but a priority in my home is trying to make sure that there's a healthy meal on the table. And you can't do that with conveniences. So more than appliances and all of those kind of things, it was more of like those kind of things that the convenience isn't actually helping us in the long run. It just gives us an extra 10 minutes and that we don't have to be in the kitchen. And then to play off your point, it's like, what are we doing with those extra 10
0: minutes? Right. And it's also, you know, with every choice that we make, we're always sacrificing Mm -hmm. something. So if we, and sometimes that's good sacrifice, sometimes it's not. Um, and with the convenience food and stuff like that, obviously, you're putting your health a little bit more at risk. And this is not to, you know, it, it's just, yeah, you're just putting your health at risk pretty much. Um, the food that is eating. Now, I know there's might be small business owners that listen, and I don't want to ever persuade people from not buying, you know, your food and whatnot. But um, having it every day is not always the best, you know, because we still eat out in this home trying to make it more so just like once a month but still hard but um you still have to drive and get the food so are you really saving time and then if you're driving to get it you're paying for gas and if somebody's delivering it to you you're paying for somebody else's gas and so you're spending more money and what could all of that turned into you know and like for me Obviously, I have a huge passion to cook from scratch. Not everybody does. Not everybody likes Mm -hmm. to cook in general. But um, when I started to cook from scratch, it was back when COVID shut down and I was kind of forced to just slow down, you know, and I had to do something with my time. But now it's an opportunity for me to have like I I have the time now to have intentional conversations Mm -hmm. with the people in my home. I have time like while I'm cooking from scratch. Yes, it does take from me, but my daughter is around me and I could be chopping up some onions real quick. And then I go and I read a page to her for like, you know, she's one. So just that little bit of time is more than, you know, she loves it. And then she goes and she plays because she's pretty independent. But um, yeah, it's just I think with homemaking, um, and the definition of homemaking and all that um we're trying to say is it's it's being intentional where you're at right mm-hmm. now in your life and the things that you have yeah. in your home.
1: So And that changes. It changes in yeah. what homemaking looks like by the person, but also the stage of life that they're in. So say it's a even a married couple. Because you could go all the way to kind of like single mom that has to be the provider and the homemaker. Um, Or you could think about a couple where this stage in my life, we are trying to save as much money for a dream. So it's going to look like I'm going to work 40 hours a week. And then the priority post that is my family. So it, it's going to be different based on every time in your life. Yeah. There was an interesting thing that I read that it said there's a difference between a stay-at-home mom slash homemaker and unemployed. One of the articles was very adamant about, like, being a homemaker is a job. You're working 24-7 pretty much. and. A lot of people will think, oh, you're a stay-at-home mom or homemaker. You just sit on the couch and eat ice cream and watch TV (laughs) while your husband works and you're taking advantage of that. But that's not how it is.
0: You know what's the most offensive is that people think we're eating ice cream. (laughs) I'm eating steak, baby. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Are you kidding me? If I sit down, my legs are like, oh, is that what yep. that feels like? Yeah. <laughs> when I get in bed, I'm like, Andrew, rub I've my I've been caps, standing please. on them all day. Please. Yeah. So invest mm-hmm. in good footwear, homemakers.
1: We're coming out with a footwear line. <laughs> I'm
0: kidding. Gosh, I have no idea what that is. <laughs> you know what? That's a goal. Honey, I'm homemaking wear. Sure. I'll design it. Yeah. Nobody take our idea. Thanks. <laughs> um no oh but if you are looking for tips on how to cook from scratch and you're in for a pinch tune Mm -hmm. into my youtube i got some good stuff for you because even though i'm a stay-at-home mom slash homemaker slash unemployed um technically i'm employed but we'll get to that on another day Um, I still don't have a lot of time to cook from scratch always. So quick, easy meals that I can make at home for my family is Mm -hmm. my go-to. But yeah, with the seasons of life, I mean, when I was pregnant, oh girl, I didn't cook. So there are those seasons in life where it's hard to cook. And, um, if you don't have somebody else in the home to help you It's difficult. We lived off of mac and cheese and burgers because that's all I could stand. Bagels. So Andrew was fine and bagels and fruit. Everything else was Mm -hmm. no thank you. I remember when they brought out, um, we were about to tell Andrew's family and we were at a dinner and they brought out steaks all around me and there was a steak in front of me and I was like, I just blacked out because I was like, I'm either going to hurl or I got to get out of this. <laughs> I got to get out of this <laughs> right now. That was a sad Aww. day. Andrew ate my steak. So, um, but yeah, so there's different seasons in life. You know, some, you know, people have soccer practice or they have piano lessons and they're constantly on the go, you know, um, I feel like I'm way off topic now, but the definition of a homemaker Homemaking is not defined by the dress you're wearing, the apron you're wearing, and if you can make the best muffins on the block, you know, homemaking is literally the maker of the home. And when we think of it that way, we're making our home, like I always say, Homemaking is oh I wrote it down somewhere it's about creating a loving welcoming place for the people who enter to feel safe Mm -hmm. when they're there because home unfortunately for some people is not a safe place and that is my main focus is that because that when I say safe like even getting angry easily um, I don't have a lot of patience for those of you who don't know me and that has been my constant, I don't know, quote that I put through my head all the time is that it if it, it's not said by anybody else but me. So if you requote it, Alexa Colby, thank you. Um I'm supposed to laugh April. She didn't laugh. <laughs> oh, inside joke, people. Sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh we're talking about that another day um just feeling safe you know like I always say it as well the attitude of the homemaker creates the mm-hmm. attitude of the home so just having a good attitude create it doesn't have to be I think we think homemaking is a lot of physical things but it's actually a lot more emotional and spiritual and just being connected with one another you know if you come over, I'm going to try my best to get that stale bread. If <laughs> that's all I have, I'm going to try my best to get it nice and toasty and put some jam on it or we can make some french toast or something like I can do all that stuff. Like I can bring whatever I want to the table. But if when you enter my home if I'm in a bad mood, that sets that sets mm. the entire tone for the home and for the people who enter into it. Mm. And so, the definition of homemaking we can be as creative and pretty and you know, do whatever we want. But where it really lies is how how do people feel when they leave your home? Are people excited to come home? Yeah. Are they are they happy to be there? You know, are they you know, are they scared about what kind of attitude that we're gonna be in Mm -hmm. for that day you know or
1: um that's a really difficult kind of (laughs) thing for me to think about only because I do have like anxiety and depression and all that kind of stuff right that I deal with Mm -hmm. and I guess even still on my journey a lot of the pressure that I put on myself is to make sure everything looks good that I'm I'm completing all the tasks because I find a lot of self-value in what I can do for other people. And I think homemaking is definitely... It's something that I'm good at and it makes people happy. But I guess I never really thought about the emotional aspect of it of... Am I creating that welcoming environment? And it it sounds scary in my head because... Am I going to be able to take care of myself enough to make sure that I'm not being hostile or irritated because of my anxiety, which is often how my anxiety comes out—is just mm-hmm. irritation,
0: right? And I think as homemakers, we, because of this persona that we sit on the couch and watch TV and eat steak. <laughs> just kidding. We feel like we have to put more on our plate or even not even just for that persona. We just feel like we have to put more on our plate because we see everybody on Instagram doing all this stuff. And we're like, what? I'm supposed to be doing that? That's supposed to be me. And I think a lot of it, it's a comparison game, but it's also a comparison of ourselves and just thinking how do I want to word this? Like we just put too much on ourselves. We always do. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't do those things. I'm not saying you shouldn't wash your dishes or fold your laundry or vacuum your stairs. Like those things do come, um, and should be done, you know, but if it's not all done in one day or it's not all done at one time, you know, Mm -hmm. it's okay. I used to, well, growing up, I lived in a home that everything had to be really clean all the time. and so, but we didn't have any farm animals. We had smaller yards. You know, my dad would take care of the outside, and my brother and I would take care of the inside. My mom would help out on the inside as well, but they also worked a lot, and so we had this expectation that things needed to be cleaned all the time. Well, this came into the this came into my life, and don't worry like i I love things clean but I can get anxiety over having a, Mm -hmm. not having a super clean home. And that just doesn't happen when you've got a one-year-old and German Mm -hmm. shepherds who live in this home and then you got farm animals outside. It's like, okay, you know, and um, I guess in the grand scheme of things, yes, take care of your home, but what's always more important, what all everyone in the family is going to remember always is how you greeted and treated them mm-hmm. more than anything. And the minute, the moment we don't greet our families, they are going to be nervous to enter the home mm-hmm. from then on. When, the minute that we don't do it with grace. Because it's like, it's, and this is something that I've had to, that I'm still working on, so it's not like I, <laughs> it's not like I know what all people <laughs> um, definitely don't. Um, we're praying about it. We're praying about it. But you know, I find that when I put aside all of my frustrations for that time that they walk through the door, or they're coming in from outside or they're coming home from work, or Andrew's coming home from his two weeks. The moment I put aside everything else and focus on that person, you know, that that changes the whole home Mm. with adding all this to bring it all together, adding all the extra gadgets or eating out or um, doing a bunch of things or trying to figure out what is the definition of you being a homemaker. It's not anything that you physically do. Yes, those things add to it. But what carries the most weight. Is the atmosphere of the home. That's, uh, it feels so heavy to have that responsibility. It does. It does. It has, it does. But then again, how we can look at it as, is that problems, people's problems do, Mm -hmm. they matter. But how do I, because this is, this is hard, you know, because it's like, I just feel so overwhelmed and there's so much to do. And like, I just, I, Mm -hmm. it's so much on me, you know, and we can, we can feel that, but it's not necessarily that we put everything off to the side. We can, you know, with Andrew, when I have issues, I am not afraid to go to him and say, Hey, buddy, we got (laughs) to talk. Okay. (laughs) And talk about those issues and or if I'm feeling anxiety, I don't have. I'm not scared to let them know. Hey, I I I'm not myself right now. I am feeling a certain way. I'm not afraid to do that. But when it comes to, I don't know. I'm trying to word this the right way to not make it feel like our feelings or how we're doing doesn't matter. But. All of our worries and all of our cares, and this is really hard, is, is to mm-hmm. be put onto the Lord. And we're putting it onto ourselves. And if we're fully putting our worries onto the Lord, like we're supposed to, we're not going to feel as much of that anxiety. Yes, it's still going to be there, but it's like, okay, my family is going to come home and I'm going to say hello and I'm going to greet them and I'm going to love them. But at the end, when you are serving another person, when you are in the act of serving another person. You're not in that act mm-hmm. of survival anymore. You're no longer thinking of, of like, yourself. Does that make sense? Did I... You're not thinking of yourself. You're not thinking of, oh, me. You're not thinking of, and it's not to say that you don't matter. It's to say that at this point in time, I'm going to put this aside for them. But ultimately, in the end, you end mm-hmm. up feeling so much better. Cause you're mm-hmm. serving another person and that ser- serving is not like always physical. It's usually, sometimes it's just, you know, if I, like if I'm in a bad mood and Andrew comes home and I'm in a bad mood, mm-hmm. guess what? He's in a bad mood. And then I got to try to fix his bad mood <laughs> on top of fixing my bad mood. And it does not go well people. And I'm sure everybody feels the same. But, um, if you just put aside and say, comes in and you give him a hug, give him a kiss or say, Hey, how was your day? And he'll be like, you know, it was good or it wasn't good. And we'll talk about him and then he'll be like, Hey, how's your day? You know, if your significant other or a friend asked, does ask that, I hope they do. Then you can say, you know, I've had a really hard day. And I really, instead of
1: just like throwing it on him and forcing it it on him
0: no, because like throwing it on somebody is literally like throwing, I don't know, a wet sack on somebody and they're just like, it just comes out of the blue and it, would be they're too. just mad. It they're catches them mad. off guard. I don't know. When I feel they like come I'm overtalking in like that.
1: again. Ugh. I'm so thankful yeah. that you said this stuff, but it's definitely like hitting a trigger for me of like, oh. I don't know, because it's difficult to deal with your own emotions and put them aside to serve other people. And I think this is the true challenge of homemaking, is, is what you're tapping into right now. Mm-hmm. And we can talk about, I'm so much better at talking about the to-do of, I, if I do this and do this and do this, cool, I'm a homemaker, I'm doing my job. I'm doing great. Everybody's happy. It's much more difficult for me to talk and think about the emotional aspect of it and being truly a servant and a giver of my time and my emotions and putting myself on the back burner for other people. Mostly because, like, I don't know, when you go through tough stuff, you kind of go into survival mode. And transitioning over to Mm -hmm. the job of a homemaker is very – you have to be very generous. And going into survival mode doesn't create a happy, healthy home that people want to come into. So I think there's a lot of that.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, and and it's not necessarily putting yourself on the back burner. Mm -hmm. It's taking the kettle off the heat
1: and Mm, letting it cool down a
0: little bit. And just – you know, you can't drink your tea when it's boiling hot. You got to mm. let it go to lukewarm. You'll burn your tongue. So just it—it it is hard. I, I mean, I, I'm saying this stuff because this is stuff that I should do. I don't always do it. Um, I've mm-hmm. tried it in the past to just be more let the entrance of the home from whatever they're doing. Be a gracious one and then when we're both at a good stance calmly explain <laughs> i'm not calm <laughs> so <laughs> uh, <laughs> i uh i want everybody to know that he's <laughs> very very wise um, and also very spunky it you call me wise. That's so sweet. I swear that's the you best are. compliment I ever. Listen get. back to this podcast so and just listen Thank to you. your words. Um, well, I appreciate you. Yeah. Oh, you know I will because I'm obsessed. But um <laughs> I yeah, it's just take how you take care of yourself is by taking care of other people and letting other people feel safe to talk to you. Yeah. Because like your your feelings are valid, you know. And then on top of that. Not to, not to diss on anybody, but I mean, I'm talking to myself here. I thought it was a great idea to get ducks. That's a Amen. whole nother animal to the farm, man. That's a whole nother thing I got to keep alive. And so if I'm frustrated because I've got so many tasks to do, maybe I should stop adding farm animals to my uh-huh. dang farm. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Stop adding things to the pile. If you're overwhelmed and you're stressed out and you feel that, look at your life And see what you can take away. And I know everybody... Well, I can't take that away. Simplify. Yes, you can. Sometimes you have to spend more money. You know? I mean, Andrew wants to get more roosters. And I'm like, no. No. Who's taking care of the roosters, Andrew? (laughs) (laughs) Who's taking care of the roosters? And I'm grinding my teeth trying to give him grace (laughs) and mercy without wringing his neck. (laughs) No! (laughs) But... My eyes twitching as he's like talking about. It. He's like, "Look at this rooster's tail; it's like five feet long." I'm like, "Ah, <laughs> great." Well, <laughs> um, that is our definition of homemaking. I hope, hope that made sense, to everybody, and hope everybody feels pretty good that every that mm-hmm. homemakers all look different, you know, physically. Mentally, emotionally, spiritually, we all look different. But if you have a home and you are attending to that Mm -hmm. home, you are a homemaker. Uh, You know, makers of the home. And let's all strive to make our homes not only physically beautiful, but emotionally as well. And... Giving heart to the other hearts in the home. That was so beautiful. As hard as that is. Wow, I'm so glad you're my friend. I'm so glad you're my friend.
1: Well, thank you, thank you for listening to our
0: podcast. Shh, maybe we'll talk about that in the next (laughs) podcast. Yes, ma'am.
1: This is going in. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. I hope you got some of it. It was a bit all over the place, but I also think that there is no clear cut definition for this. And as we continue to talk about this and come out with more podcasts on different topics, I think one of our goals is just to open up a dialogue of what it really is because if it was one clear sentence of what homemaking was – We probably wouldn't have a podcast on it because it didn't have depth to it. There's a lot of depth to this topic, and I think that's a beautiful part of it. And I just want to thank you guys for coming, and we will see you next week. Yes. Bye. Yeah. See you next week.
0: (laughs) Come back. Love you all.
1: Bye.